0: Last hour, we we touched on this briefly. Uh, so I, I looked it up. I got the deets. What I got the tea. Uh,
1: there is Can a. Can you just use regular English? That'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I get your word straight, Jack. Look at these hipsters, would you?
0: There's a drink in a bar in Alaska. <laughs> this is so gross. That has a mummified human toe floating inside.
1: I thought it was a toe. It's a shot of whiskey.
0: Yes. To join the club and get your name on the wall of this bar. Oh, I get
2: my name on a wall. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> and get a gift certificate.
1: Your- name a star actor <laughs> <laughs> It'll be in the National Register. It'll be preserved in book form in the National Archives. Oh, that's right. we so are just going to, like, type it in a book? That's right.
0: <laughs> that language is great. Preserved in book form. Oh, that's huh? fantastic. Um... To join the club at this bar in the Yukon, you, you drink this shot uh and your lips have to touch the toe.
2: And so and <laughs> no, they don't. it's, oh, it's, boy, a, it's called so a, It's called a
0: sour toe. Um and so far eighty six thousand people have uh have had a sour toe. I'm more disgusted to buy eighty six thousand people's lips touching the mummified toe than I am the toe itself, actually. That's just gross.
1: Oh it's it's a, a sick enough uh, I'm gonna puke over this discussion. Can we move on please? Dawson City, Alaska.
0: So uh there you go. I thought you said the Yukon. Isn't the Yukon a Yukon territory?
1: Okay. Is that not part of Alaska? No, that's uh Canada.
0: Okay.
1: Isn't the Yukon actually one of their provinces? I don't even know. It might be. I don't know. Nobody knows, and you, it doesn't you, matter. It's you, Canada. You lived in
0: Alaska, Sean. What can you tell me? It's cold. There you go. Thank you for They're that.
1: They're bears. And frozen toes. Ah oh,
2: man. Uh, the Yukon is a territory of northwest Canada.
0: Okay. I did not know that. Whenever people talk about the Yukon, I always thought that was part of Alaska. Learn something at this advanced age. It's right there on the map. You're anti-Canadian. Mount Logan, <laughs> Canada's highest peak. Fantastic. Oh, oh boy. Now we're really getting into some.
1: All right, let's come back to America. Can we please specifically a couple of stories COVID-related that are getting no attention? And do you want to hear them after we take a fond look back at the week that was? Indeed, yes. San Diego, Northern California, very interesting tales. And they both make it clear that a lot of the governance and conventional wisdom is stupid. So stay with us, but right now, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's cow Clips of the Week.
0: Oh my God, they just pulled my braid out through
2: my nostril.
1: I am not going to make criminals out of law-abiding citizens that are struggling to make ends meet and put food on the table.
2: Because I'm somebody that thought I could fix this, and I'm starting to think about having to eat my neighbors. Combat model, optimum self-sufficiency, probably the leader. The key to beating COVID isn't dining through glass or never going to a concert or a ball game again. It's your immune system.
1: Pet are yeah. Gary Musi, Pet Judge.
0: If you had one thing you could go back in time and tell your younger self, what would it be? Yeah, not to run so much. Financial trouble Disney is in.
1: Will you be up here hacking out another one of these?
2: The one I enjoy the most, uh, Conan, <laughs> my friend, is Professor Frank. It's, to me, it's the vocal equivalent of a peanut. I cannot stop once I start. <laughs> Duffman will blow me out in a second.
0: So when you see that not one, not two, but three doctors who have criticized uh, the coronavirus response in Russia sort of mysteriously
2: fall out of a window, you've got to ask those questions. Is it a series of coincidences or is something more sinister at play? The pandemic is that the president has no intercourse whatsoever with the rest of the the, uh, the world. Try my name. Try the dog's name. Try the other dog's name. Try my name with a one. Do you see the Wi-Fi symbol? I have no idea if you have an Instagram account. And what the FCC has said is that when the subject matter of the call ranges to the topic...
0: Boy, I don't know why, but pound for pound, that's one of the best clips of the week ever. Every, yeah,
1: every clip
0: was uh, a blockbuster. Tiger Woods. If you could tell the younger you one thing, what would it be? (gasps) Don't run so much. Nothing else sleeps to mind. And and I think that's... (gasps) Perkins Pay, Atris Way. (laughs) Uh, Fidelity. Tiger. Your marriage. Uh, Anything. And I'm thinking that's why Tiger Woods is Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan, that sort of stuff. If you asked me if there's one thing you could tell your younger self, nothing about my career would even... Would come to mind at all, let alone the first thing. It would all be about my personal life, you know, marriage, kids, that sort of stuff. Yeah. But, but for people that are, you know, that are as successful as they are at their chosen thing, Tiger Woods, his first thought clearly is about golf. Unless he's just trying to hide it, but that, that would make, that would make sense to me for the way he is. Uh, yeah you know oh, and, yeah. and similar to watching Michael Jordan in that documentary get at so mad thinking about the ninety one Eastern Conference finals, yeah, I yeah, mean, just that's not the way normal people work,
1: no, they're fixated, which is why yeah. they're so great at it they're they're you know obsessed, so a couple of quick tales seriously, from, dude, yes? if you
0: could tell your younger you anything, <laughs> it shouldn't be don't run so much
1: yeah. Well, yeah, okay. I think I was going to say the context, I think it was uh, like golf.com was interviewing him. So it makes more sense it'd be golf related, but then it occurred to me, well, the whole personal travails thing completely derailed his career. Of course. So, yeah. Not to mention the ass whooping he took at the hands of his angry (laughs) wife, soon (laughs) to be ex wife.
0: (laughs) Uh, That's none of your business.
1: Sorry, it's not funny. So a couple of tales from opposite ends of the most populous state in the nation, Cal Unicornia. First of all, we got a hot tip from Al Nonymous, who uh, was talking to a doctor. And the doctor mentioned that hospitals in Chula Vista, right on the border, were full of COVID cases. And it was creeping up toward the North County hospitals. And this happened to be... Corroborated by something uh, Al anonymous heard from a vendor who services the hospitals and does business with Al as well, my the uh, the doctor friend said Tijuana hospitals are full and overwhelmed, and so Mexican people are crossing the border for health care. And of course, the policy is to treat anyone who walks in the door needing assistance. We all know that. Um, but uh, he was told that over half the COVID cases in South County hospitals were non-residents and uh and then he provided a link to this article and sure enough it's about seven paragraphs in that they mention that yeah sure enough uh, they appear to be uh, visitors to our land but so there is a growing covid-19 crisis in south san diego county right on the border and it's uh and it's mexican folks coming in hoping to get treatment you know it's exactly what i would do
0: um, sure, I don't you...
1: hate them for it, but it's funny that the media is completely ignoring this outbreak when they're they're fully turgid with any COVID news that they can throw at you. Mm. That's unbelievable, and yet uh, utterly unsurprising. And then I love this uh, this text or email from uh, Rob in Jefferson, at the other end of California in Lassen County. It's it's way north, super, super rural. It's by Redding, California, if that helps. Uh, We still have zero China bat flu cases. Zero deaths. Modoc County to the north, also zero. Sierra County to the south, zero. Plumas County to the west, four cases all recovered four weeks ago. Yet in Lassen County, Governor Nussolini continues to threaten county funding and business state licenses if anything reopens without his approval.
0: That is just that, that, that. Not only is it a uh, uh, dumb policy, like it just doesn't make sense, that's got to be unconstitutional. It's well, just. It got absolutely to be.
1: it is. Yeah. According to Kirk Euler, who we talked to yesterday and played uh, some of the interview today, there is no emergency in these counties and cities. And so the governor cannot uh, have sway over them under a state of emergency. It goes against the very law. Um, and he says, you know, California is simply too big to be governed as one state. Um, 700 miles from here to San Diego, and even in terms of culture, customs, uh, it's even farther from the likes of L.A. and San Francisco. Time for the state of Jefferson. Amen, well, brother. Well, Fight the power.
0: So this might be happening wherever you live, that your governor, uh, if, you're, if you've got the kind of governor that wants to keep things shut down, comes up with criteria that, that the counties can't meet. So in California, uh, they laid out these criteria yesterday for counties, and a whole bunch of counties that have hardly any cases can't meet the criteria, so they can't open back up again.
1: Uh-huh. Dealing um, and, with the same thing in Michigan, same thing in Ohio, same thing in Florida. I could name all 50 states.
0: And here's some of the criteria. Um, you're not allowed to open your county back up for business unless you, um, your hospital has enough staffers trained in the role of coronavirus contact tracing to qualify for early opening. OK, so whatever qualifications they come up with, you'll then have to send them to whatever class they go to and get the qualifications and hire and blah, blah, blah. So that's a good way to slow it down. I think I think they're going out of their way to come up with specifics on why counties couldn't open. But listen to some of this other crap that's thrown in having no more than one new case of coronavirus for every 10,000 people in the last two weeks. Having no COVID-19-related deaths in the last two weeks. Not one death. And if you have one death, doesn't matter if it's an oldster who smoked their whole lives, right. that means the rest of the county can't open up? What's I don't,
1: I don't quite get that. And it doesn't matter if your county's 200 square miles or 2,000 square miles. You have a population of 50 or 5 million. Doesn't matter.
0: Uh, you need to have more than a two-week supply of personal protective equipment on hand for skilled nursing facilities. Uh, so you could quibble with all these, I suppose. How about this one, though? you have to have the ability to house at least 15% of homeless residents. So before you're allowed to let the local restaurant serve people food and let the coffee shop open up so they can pay the rent, you have to be able to house 15% of the homeless residents. Yeah, How do you like that one? <sighs>
1: Well, according to the very laws that these governors are declaring emergencies under, there aren't emergencies. And so this is emergency powers, which is code for, you know, dictatorship, but always has been, always will be. And I'm not saying there wasn't ever going to be an emergency or there aren't in some places. I mean, there's an emergency in Chula Vista and they ought to be petitioning the governor of California for help. But the idea that the governors are executing uh, these, or exercising these emergency powers over a theoretical future emergency is ridiculous and illegal and and scary.
0: Uh, we have a little more that came out of the papers released yesterday in the whole Flynn case, the origin of the Russian investigation, all that. That is pretty damaging, I think, as to whether or not that all should have happened. If you haven't heard it, stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty Show. in terms of russia collusion they can provide no evidence and i think that raises two really important questions the first one is what, uh, therefore, were we doing in appointing Bob Mueller as a special counsel to continue what looked like already a, a steaming heap of an FBI investigation? And what was Adam Schiff out there doing, continuously telling us all that he had evidence of collusion when these
2: transcripts would not seem to indicate that there was any such thing?
0: A bunch of transcripts came out yesterday. That was Kimberly Strassel of the... A, uh, a
1: steaming heap of an investigation. I think I just met the female me. That sounds like something I would say.
0: She's good. She was on Brett Berry yesterday. She's with the Wall Street Journal. She's got a good article today about how if you go back through the transcripts that were re- released yesterday, um uh, there's all kinds of evidence that a lot of these people that were going on cable news shows talking about, it's possible this happened, possible that happened, then they knew it
1: didn't happen. I mean, they were saying behind closed doors it didn't happen. but Or hinting darkly and really pretty much stating that, I have seen evidence that is so troubling, so compelling. It is classified, but if you could see what I have seen, you would agree that there is a constitutional crisis. Adam Schiff said stuff like that over and over again.
2: I got like... the smallest in neck I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> oh, Jack, I'm sorry to interrupt because this is very important, but in breaking rock star news, Brian May of Queen has injured his buttocks in a gardening accident. Back to you. He has had to be uh, treated, apparently, for his buttock injury.
0: <laughs> Fall on the pruning shears, or what happened there? <laughs>
1: I don't know. He says he was uh, over enthusiastic in gardening and injured his buttocks.
0: Is this that, is breaking news. Is that the
1: <laughs> is that the PhD astronomer dude? Yes, he ripped his gluteus maximus. He actually tore some muscles. Hmm. Sorry to hear that. Well, he's an older fella, but uh, just folks, for goodness sakes, especially during these troubled times, <laughs> be careful while gardening.
0: You know, I was playing We Will Rock You for the kids the other day because they love that song. And uh, that's one of the greatest guitar solos in the history of music. That entire song is two minutes long. You mm-hmm. wouldn't think you could make that kind of an impact for decades with two minutes of music.
1: Does that include that we are the champions part of it? No, or no, no, or just the, no, no, just the just so will rocket. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that be awesome. Puzzle?
0: They are pretty awesome. <laughs> boom, boom,
1: clap. Boom, boom, clap.
0: So, uh, this, uh, getting back to the transcript, I wanted to get this. And Andrew McCabe, who was the FBI director at the time, back in 2017 said, it uh, was asked, what is the most damning or important piece of evidence in the dossier that you know is true? McCabe was asked. Well, as I tried to explain before, there's a lot of information in the steel reporting. We've not been able to prove the accuracy of all that information. He was asked, um, uh, questioned, uh, blah 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 blah. Uh, you don't know if it's true or not, and he said that's correct. So the FBI chief knew the steel dossier. It certainly didn't have it nailed down whether it was true or not. Yet that went on to be continued to be the basis of, of FISA warrants. And the investigation moving forward and freaking Adam Schiff, who should go to jail, read the entire contents into the actual congressional record, even though it was a garbage document, as Bob Woodward once called it. That is just so out of line.
1: I got a very bad and very strong feeling that absolutely nobody is going to pay any real no, consequences. No, they won't.
0: And, they, and, and, and the, the, it's, you know, this, you're going to get flipped for a different party next president. And it's just the road we're going to go down. And it's very troubling. Anyway, that's enough of that.
1: Yeah, I suppose. But uh, the Quinn charges have been dropped, if you hadn't heard that. He's off the hook now. I'm sure he has spent every dime he ever made on legal defense. On, on attorneys, it's possible he'll have a GoFundMe or or a fund of some sort pop up, and he'll do okay. But that's the one thing nobody ever talks about: is if you get in the crosshairs of um, you know politics or the FBI or whatever, you will spend your entire retirement fund just trying to stay out of jail, even if you're innocent.
0: Can we come it's back a, with the Bieber Ariana Grande COVID song? When we Armstrong come back, strong and Getty. New release, a duet between giant stars Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande, and it's a tribute to first responders during the COVID-19 crisis. Only it's not. Go ahead. Well, that's that's what I read. It's not. There's a single, so the music video is a compilation
2: of a lot of what you've seen just kind of on Twitter and uh-huh. TikToks of home videos of people at home and, and kind of just candidly uh, embracing and oftentimes hugging. But the hugging. song's not about it. No, the song's not. The song's about being stuck with somebody and looking for somebody that you want to be stuck with. But one of the shots they use in the video is, oh, heart to co- people, you know, COVID first responders. <laughs> all right. But that doesn't make it a COVID first responder. Yeah. Yeah,
0: right. Doesn't really matter either way to me, but I'll be all right either way. Um, Animal Crossing is the most popular video game in America. They, you can now hire an interior designer to help you. Uh, I'll have to tell my son about this. Animal Crossing is a game where you go to an island and you build, like, a home and that sort of stuff. Well, if you'd like your home to look better on there, for $50 an hour, you can hire these interior designers to design your home for you. <sighs> uh, what's the matter with people? What is wrong with people? My son is so obsessed with that game.
2: Are you happy it got him off of the Minecraft?
0: Well, yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't, I don't know. I haven't spent enough time to know if one's better than the other. Fair enough for your brain or whatever. But the amount, of, he's so obsessed with it. Laura said that he sat up in bed at like eight o'clock the other morning. He just sat up and said, "Animal Crossing." When he woke up, it was the first thought on his mind. Like, wow. where's the computer? I, I watched like my it, it, daughters, it, which, which would make it sound like an addiction, right? That's the way an addiction would work. Yeah, I guess. Hmm.
1: Uh, uh, well, I watched my daughters playing Animal Crossing. Now, this is an earlier version, obviously, as they're both in their twenties now. But um, I couldn't imagine why they were playing it. You wander around this imaginary world, collecting various things that you'd then bring to some beaver to sell or whatever. And that's that's Tom Nook. That's the mayor. He, he I, I, don't, I almost spit out my coffee. <laughs> but then the a beaver, beaver gives you. To the currency which is called bells and then you mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. take the bells down to some owl's shop or whatever the hell and buy a chair and you put the chair in your house. But what what's the appeal of that? Well the appeal is a
0: very deep anthropological and it's it's all these all the, the people who invented Twitter and all this different stuff, they've touched parts of our brain that are so basic and don't easy, touch me there. And so easily manipulated and it's troubling, but it's obviously struck on the Um, You know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs providing portion of your brain and you're you're providing and you get sucked into this. I've got to earn this so I can provide this so I can create this. You feel like you're creating shelter. Yeah, but it's not real. That's the part that makes that uh, clearly me. Clearly, though, it doesn't have to be to tickle that yeah. part of our animal brain. You're not
2: that actually running me. a corporation when you play Monopoly either, but you still go bankrupt <laughs> and you play the game. Oh,
0: isn't I that hate fun? to break it to you, but you do not own a railroad. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's boy,
0: pretty, that's pretty funny when you put it that way. It, um, yeah, of course, I never yeah. played Monopoly for like 16 hours a day and wet my pants. For I mean, half my a game. my son hasn't done that, but I could see him doing that. A um, couple of important things. Uh, Unemployment numbers out to a a fifth of the nation's workforce is out of work, which is absolutely amazing. Unemployment is at almost 15%. It's the highest number since the Great Depression. And the fact that this really isn't getting that much news coverage because everybody already knew that and it's going to get worse is in itself an interesting story.
1: Right, right. And the reporting on it is almost entirely from a partisan point of view. If you hate Trump, you can't possibly admit that the economic devastation might not be worth some of the precautions. I mean, you'd hate to break with the tribe.
0: God dang it. I, I, I can't wait to read about this for the rest of my life, on whether or not this was an overreaction or not. And I suppose there's no way to ever for certain know, if we hadn't flattened the way we did, what it might have been like in terms of uh, the virus and deaths and that sort of stuff. But man, creating, we created this with our reaction to the COVID. Mm -hmm. whether it was a good idea or not we did it on purpose the highest unemployment since the great depression really a stunning thing
1: and to get back to the whole partisanship thing it's almost as if the almighty designed an experiment let's see how far can i take this surely they'll leave their tribes if i don't know why don't i devastate the entire economy so, so people are just unemployed and unable to care for themselves in droves. Let's do that. I mean, it's got to go back like a hundred years too. I mean, it's got to be insanely severe strife, and surely they'll come out of their tribes and 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 talk in an even-handed way. But nope, apparently not. Not the media, anyway. Well, what got us out of the Great
0: Depression was World War II, which ended in Europe on this day in 1945. It is VE Day, and it is the 75th anniversary of the end of World War II, and people like roundish numbers. So uh, President Trump is at some sort of memorial today, and they got all kinds of memorials across Europe that are uh, scantily attended because of the coronavirus. I saw Macron there in France uh, at some place with like a half a dozen people. It would have normally been a giant gathering, but it's not. Uh, and even Germany is celebrating. So the U.S. and Britain recognized May 8th, as a, a special day. Um, Victory in Europe Day commemorates May 8th, 1945, the day when German troops surrendered to the Soviets, effectively ending World War
1: II. The well, old Adolf wasn't happy that WW2 was over, but the German people sure were.
0: For years, the date was either dismissed in Germany or looked at as a shameful marker of Germany's defeat. But now, on the 75th anniversary of that day, Berlin has become the first German city to acknowledge the 8th of May as a day of liberation from Nazi rule. Hmm. That's interesting. They look at it as a day of liberation from their own government.
1: That they elected. That they elected. And then Hitler enacted emergency powers because the Reichstag burned. Because he burned it. Emergency powers. Hmm, That's a familiar phrase.
0: Those in support of making VE Day an official holiday nationwide in Germany are especially concerned with the significance of the state being lost on younger generations. A fact made more worrisome in light of recent deadly attacks by the far right in different parts of the country. So they're afraid that young people don't remember that Germans are capable of this sort of thing. You know, Germany started three world wars in 65 years. Nice going, Germany. We're keeping our eye on you still. Three world wars? Uh, I missed one. 1870 was uh, was quite the giant, uh, you know, world war by the standards of the time.
1: But uh, didn't get the title somehow. Got ripped off. Right, right. Uh, didn't were suck we
0: in that one? Nope, we 1870? were not. 1870? We were not involved in that.
1: Because we'd have given them hell if we were, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Damned Huns.
0: <laughs>
1: Take that and you'll like it. <laughs> Something else I was going to say. Kind of feel bad we, we got passed over.
0: Oh, boy. Ah, nah, 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 bad news. I just said uh, a World War II note that I read the other day, but it's negative, and we don't need more negative stuff. Negative? Well, it's, it's a bad story. It's a troubling oh. story. You need happy. What's happy? Uh, more pickup trucks sold than cars for the first time uh, ever in the United States of America that I'm actually surprised that that wasn't already the case um i i kind of thought the pickup was more popular than the car already but it is uh, it is fast becoming the vehicle of the family i know that's what we use our ford uh, you get a a full size pickup with the the big full-size back seat and everything like that it has more room than any sedan i've ever driven in my life right and then all you your got, junk around and then you got the uh, room to put your bikes in the back so it's and i'm dangerous. sorry what
1: time period are we discussing
0: uh last month
1: well that could also partly be that virtually nobody was buying vehicles except uh construction
0: mm, that's it you you nailed it down obviously quickly
1: yes 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 mm. i did mm.
0: How come like this article...
1: very carpenters buying those trucks. I how, nailed
0: it. How come this article didn't do that?
1: Because most journalism these days is crap churned out by 23-year-olds. There you go. No offense to the 23-year-olds. Mm. I offended 80-year-olds earlier in the show, so there you go. Mm. Equal opportunity offender. That is some S.E. journalism. <laughs> that really like that. is. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. Really
0: is, and I feel bad for having passed it along, <laughs> unthinkingly.
1: As well you should. hmm uh, final note on this uh, segment from me anyway, just got this email from, uh, uh, Pat, the longtime fag. Um, oh, actually, you know what? I'm, uh, yeah, this came from an Oregonian. I don't think No, well, they'll catch the podcast. Here's a letter from the superintendent of one of the largest school districts in Oregon to their employees. I'll catch to the chase and tell you what it means to my wife who works for the district from now until July 31. She must take one unpaid day per week. She makes twenty three dollars per hour, a loss of let's say two hundred dollars per week. No worries, we can take that hit. But since she has to take the furlough day, the feds will pay her six hundred dollars per week, a net increase of sixteen hundred dollars per month. Wow. Given that she only nets about twenty four hundred dollars per month, that is a fairly substantial raise. What a friggin' scam is <laughs> what it is his sign off. That's wow. interesting. That is, jeez Louise, what are we doing?
0: Unnodding that whole problem is going to be uh, fun to follow over the, the coming weeks, months, and years also.
1: Well, we are moving as rapidly as possible toward a socialist system. And Nancy and AOC and company are just thrilled that this is happening and they can uh, take advantage of it. I mean, not, they're not thrilled that the COVID's around, but it, since it is around, they're thrilled to have, have an opportunity to get all this stuff passed.
0: How about this, if you want something charming to uh, finish out the week? We'll be, we'll do this coming back. The top 40 things which make a house a home. Huh? What? Huh? Top Heart- 40? Heartwarming. Maybe that's too many. I'll distill it down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll distill it down to the top. How many do you want? Ten. Any
1: more than ten is just... Four.
0: Also, how COVID-19 affects military service, and it really does. Ooh. Uh, among the things coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and
2: Getty I remember when I remember
0: I remember when I lost my mind So this is how Joe Biden's first virtual town hall went This is the beginning Please welcome Vice President
2: Biden Yeah. Can you introduce me? Yes. Good evening. Thanks so much for tuning in. I wish we could have done this together and it gone a little more smoothly, but, uh, but I'm grateful we're able to connect virtually.
0: And they had a cool dramatic way to do it because he's at the back of the room with his cool aviator sunglasses on and he walks forward and he's going to take them off. But instead it was, did you introduce me? Yeah, yeah, we introduced you. It's all right, sir. Oh, now, damn. Go ahead. <laughs> and then he kind of takes them off, and then the mic cuts out again. and Then <laughs> birds a, then birds chirping. show up or something.
2: You know, we should be designing our economic response to avoid these desperate outcomes so the funds can actually reach people in communities and small businesses, you know, that, that they're supposed to be helping.
1: Healthcare was the biggest,
2: most
0: progressive expansion over the four years of our healthcare system. How how are the birds and the geese actually louder than his voice? Are you on the uh, set of Doctor Doolittle? What are you doing? <laughs> are you doing this press conference from the sky? But how did they mic him so that the bird noises would be louder than his voice? That doesn't even me. seem possible. Almost seems like you have to go out of your way to put a lavalier on the goose. <laughs>
1: Got a goose mic out there, the monkey cam. <laughs> uh, yeah, wow, that is floundering. I, uh, Joe Biden, I have to wrap this chain around your head. <laughs> no, Joe Biden is probably still screaming at his campaign staff, and for good reason. Yeah, if he even remembers that it happened, he is Maybe getting the, on in years.
0: The way to handle it, I think, would be you got to tell your campaign manager, "I want you to go in that room and scream at the people. Fire all the people that did this, and let's start with all new people." Okay. First of all. And then if this ever happens again, then I gotta get a new you. <laughs> but I don't know how else so you would do with it.
1: that information what you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no kidding. That's just no absolutely kidding. incredible. Hey, speaking of incredible, just briefly, unless you want to hammer Biden more. I'm always up for that. He's a nice enough fellow, but he just he's utterly incapable, I think, of being president. Um he, he would have been okay twenty years ago. I just think he's, you know, way beyond uh, that's, no, why the, that's, playing days.
0: that's why the VP choice is so big, because there's a r- legit chance that person ends up president.
1: Right, right. So, listen, I was just doing a little more reading about the Michael Flynn thing, and uh, I had forgotten the two false statements that he was charged with making. And they were both about his conversation with Fat Kislyak, the uh, Russian ambassador, and they had to do with what they talked about. And did, did, uh, he, he said, no, I didn't ask him to, uh, vote against the UN resolution. And, uh, the other one had to do with, no, I didn't ask him not to escalate the, the, the uh, controversy over the adoption thing and the, you know, the tit for tat that was going on, uh, Russian American relations at that point. And what's really interesting about that is he was 100% within his rights to talk to Kislyak. He was 100% within his rights to address any uh, issue he wanted as the national security advisor in the transition team. And he he violated no laws, no traditions. He didn't even use bad manners. I mean, it was utterly innocent what he did. But in that uh, official questioning masquerading as a casual conversation that James Comey set up at the White House, he said, no, he didn't talk about that stuff. And that was his crime. So the FBI just asked him, you know, dozens, hundreds of questions, multiple times the rest of it, and he contradicted himself at one point. And well, they they also had the transcript of the call. They already knew what had happened in again the utterly permissible call. And he said, No, no, I don't we didn't talk about that, and that's what he got charged with. I mean that's a nothing burger. I have no idea why he said that, whether it was a lapse of memory or he didn't think it was their business or or what because Flynn's a bit of a loose cannon mm-hmm. but that's a hell of a thing man to be charged with felonies for I mean if, if I called you later today Jack and somebody asked me three months later did you guys talk about uh, I don't know whatever positive Sean I said no no we didn't talk about Sean and they had the transcript and all of a sudden I'm a felon Yikes Hey kids it's that time again. Fire! With Armstrong and Getty Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew Beginning with Michelangelo Michael pressing the buttons in the control room What's your final thought?
2: Yeah, it's going to be a different type of Mother's Day weekend Usually I get my mom some flowers or something But this year I'm going to get her a card And just fill it with a slab of meat if I can find some There
1: you go, a slab of meat Yeah, there was another meat plant I think in Central California Giant outbreak of the, uh, the, the Chinese bat fever Unreal Hey Positive Sean, final thought for us? Yeah, just a special shout out to all the moms out there. It's crazy how you're actually superheroes. All right, so now you're good. Now Jack and I have to do a Mother's Day thing or That's we right. look like bad sons. Don't be bad sons. Peer pressure. Jack, a final thought for us? Yeah, we're
0: heading into the weekend and I know my son who's doing the homeschooling is he's I think he's happier about the week being over with the homeschool than he was with the regular school. <clears throat> it's uh it's it's a challenge for kids, it's no doubt.
1: My final thought is uh, the original plan uh, for me working at home was so that we both wouldn't get the Chinese bat fever and not be able to put on a radio show. Well, it's just there's nothing happening around where we are, so I will be emerging from my bunker Monday, I think. Well, do I have to give you your chair back? Yes. Are you still sitting in it? Yes. I told you to stop <laughs> sitting in my chair.
0: I didn't know that for all these decades, you had so so much better chair than I have. I don't want your
1: hiney anywhere near my stuff. Oh. Get it. Stop it.
0: Sitting on it right now. It's so fa- so luxurious. Get off. get
1: off. I see you. Get off my chair. So comfortable. Oh. <laughs> Way better chair than I've ever had. You're panted, aren't you?
0: How did you work that out to where you had like ten times better chair? Oh, this is so comfortable. I demanded it. I can live in this chair. Oh, boy. Um, and before we run out of time, I didn't get to this story. So the military says if you were hospitalized for COVID-19, you that it disqualifies you permanently from military service. Eh, do you, do draft I
1: mean? memo. It was a draft memo. It's oh, not okay. policy. It's yeah. not? Okay. But the media is reporting it is policy. Okay. I yeah.
0: wonder why that would be. Uh, yeah. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday.
1: So many people to thank so little time go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have our fabulous conversation with a... California County Supervisor about how the uh, declaration of a state of emergency is now illegal. Uh, all of our podcasts are there. You can email us. Get Armstrong and Getty swag. Armstrongandgetty.com.
0: Enjoying my final moments in Joe's chair. Happy Mother's yeah. Day. See you Monday. God bless America.
2: Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, Owen oh, from Matt planning Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come to go. If this old comes was found in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <sighs> uh. Armstrong Getty.